world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. <laughs> pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, thanks for joining us. Real quickly before we get too deep into this, I got several emails uh, from people yesterday saying, Coach, you better be careful uh, poking the bear. Poking the FBI, poking the bear. Let me tell you something, friends. I did that yesterday, not for the FBI. I did it for you. I did it for you. Because whether the FBI is going to come and get me or going to come and get you, whatever, whether they're going to do that, they're going to do that. They're not going to be provoked by the truth we told them yesterday. I did it for you so that you will have evidence of what I said was going on. And, I'll, and, and I won't go into some courtroom and be, have a sock stuck in my mouth and not be able to say the truth. I spoke. I gave my testimony yesterday. And I want to encourage the rest of you to understand that some uh, things are going to get tough for those of us who are out front pushing back against the forces of darkness. Things are not going to be get, get in your rowboat and row. It's going, I'm just telling you, right? So I'm not trying to provoke the FBI. I just told them the truth. I told them the truth about them. I told them the truth about me. I told them the truth about what's going on. I, I explained the two kingdoms to them. And when, uh, because I saw in the Columbus Dispatch, the, our Columbus Dispatch, oh, they did a hit piece on Bill Dunphy. Oh, they, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, you think they're on the side of Christians? So they did a hit piece on Bill Dunphy. Of course, they include past assault ministries in there. Of course, right? Of course, right? So un, understand, folks, it's not like we're poking the bear. The bear's already prowling, okay? So I don't, I don't apologize for anything I said yesterday. Everything I said yesterday was true. I haven't broken one law. I've exercised my free freedom of speech, my freedom of religion, and my freedom to peaceably assemble, to petition the government for redress of my grievances. And I'm not going to apologize for having done that. And I'm going to continue to do that, and I encourage all of you to do it as well. I want to say one more thing. I'm going to bring Mel in here because she's got to run, I know. Um, I, 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 love, I love this team. By this team, here's what I mean, I love this team. I got, I'm going to be careful how I say this and keep it quiet. I got a call yesterday from somebody who says, Coach, do you know anybody in Arkansas? Do you know anybody in Arkansas? We've got something going on down in Arkansas, and it, it involves child, uh, uh, child uh, protective services, yada, yada. We know how wicked that organization is. Coach, do you know anybody? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do. Here, call this guy. And then uh, this person gets a hold of Chad. Chad says, yeah, I know this person. And now – Surrounding this issue that's going on in Arkansas, we have actual contacts and boots on the ground in Arkansas. Isn't that something? That's the magic of what it is that we're doing here. And if look, if you're, going to engage, if you're going to engage in this war with us, you can't be afraid, baby, because we're going to be taking on the principalities and powers, the evil spirits in high places. Weapons are warfare, not carnal, mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. It is a war. And I don't know why Christians think we can win a war without engaging or how we can win a war without casualties. So I want to encourage you today, step into your anointed call and go for it. Courts be damned. Government be damned. 
I serve another king. I laid down my life. I offered myself up a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is my reasonable service. And I'm not going to be conformed to this world. I'm going to be transformed by the way I think. And that's what I would ask everybody else to do. Courts, Satan, Lucifer, Luciferians, be damned. That's what I say. Come on in, Mel. What's going on? Thanks, Coach. I'm so excited to announce this action. I, I feel like this action has been building for two years. So um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm really encouraging everybody to get on board. Spencer, if you could scroll down to the first one where it says, get in the game, exercise your spiritual authority. Folks, this is, um, this is something you can share with everybody, okay? We want more people getting involved in doing this. And this is a game plan on how to help others do it. Go ahead, Mel. I'm sorry. Yeah, so this really dovetails on what Randy's been working on really since September when we all went to those 12 different cities. And um, so it's really interesting to me, too, that Craig Mickle did a repent action one year previous in September yep. of 2022. Those two things go together. I mean, if you go out and declare and decree before you've repented. So I'm trying to put all the tools right here in front of you. So um, if you'll scroll down, you can see, Randy, you might want to come in and explain this a little bit. But if you scroll down a little bit more, Spencer, you can see that I've provided um, an you know, action plan. And then there's a, a click and play video, which is the one that was done for Randy, which is amazing. And then we have the click and print for a college. Yeah, yeah. Click and play video explains how to do the staking. Okay, folks, go ahead now. Yeah, and then the the click and print a calling to the people to repent. That's the that's the document. That's a one page document that Craig put together last year. And then next is the um, declarations and decrees. That's the three-page field manual that Randy has put together recently. I also plugged in the Psalm 91 declarations that we used yesterday, which I think are amazing. So, you know, at the bottom, I'm just referencing that, you know, in September of 2022, we had a big repent effort, you know, in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And then just one year later, we have the declare and decree. I just really think that God's moving. And um, Randy, would you come in and, and kind of talk a little bit more about this if you're there? Amen, Mel. I think you made that connection, and, and I think it's right, right on, <clears throat> Coach. But, you know, we, here's what we agree with, Craig. We can continue, Coach, <clears throat> as we do this and use these weapons, we can always be preaching repentance right along with it because there's going to be people, when they hear this message, Coach, they're going to see something or feel something or sense the Spirit of God, and they're going to want to repent, and we have to give them a place. So, that that's very important and that is part of this testimony that this is god moving so so mel has done a great job coach putting this i think if her people get on there and just look go through this and just see it and get become part of this in your heart and and, and let's push this coach these weapons are the power of the church if they will grab a hold of them amen brother <laughs> it's exactly i, I look I, we're cutting edge on this, folks. I'm not patting us on the back. I'm just telling you we're cutting edge on this thing. And it's, uh, Randy's been anointed for this for such a time as this. And let, let me show you. Uh, some of you aren't, uh, aren't uh, as uh, savvy on the computer. So I'm going to show you a lesson here, okay? So you say, Coach, I don't know how to – I don't have a printer. I don't have a printer, Coach. How do I download all these? Okay, so do this. Spencer, scroll down. Scroll down and keep going. Stop right there. Click and print. Click and print. Do this. Click on it. Boom. Hey, folks, take a picture of it. Boom. I've got it. Next page. Boom. I've got it. Okay? If you don't have access to a printer, take a picture of it. Boom. I got it. You understand? 
And then when you go and you want to do the declarations, they're right on your phone. Then you just make them bigger and you read right off of them, right? This is really, really anointed stuff from Randy. It's really, really anointed. And folks, it applies everywhere you go. Every, says in Joshua, every place you put your foot is given unto us as an, as an inheritance. Well, where do you put your feet? Well, gee, maybe you ought to start putting your feet there and making some declarations and saying what God says about the same thing. And it says, click and print the declaration decrees, the three-page field manual. What do you do? Click on that, Mel. I'm sorry, Spencer. Click on that. Wait, wow. Boom. I got a picture of it. Click on the next one. Oh, boom. I got a picture of it. Come on. This isn't hard. This isn't hard, okay? And look, weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And I said before in the pre-show, I said in the pre-show, this is so important. The Bible teaches us that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Uh, somebody look that up for me. Where is that? It's James, I think, although I'm not sure. The effectual, fervent prayer. Mel, do you, do you need to say anything else before you go, Mel? I'm, I'm up and running here. James 5, Coach. James 5, because Mel's got to go to, Mel's got to get out, get it, get moved. So, okay, look, folks, James 5, thank, thank you, Martin. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. Wow. Wait a minute. What about criticize one another? Uh, confess your faults to one another and criticize and point out others' faults and call everybody else and tell them about the faults and everybody else. No, it doesn't say that, does it? It says, look, inspect your own self. Inspect your own self. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another. Hmm? Let me tell you something. I'm not going to tell you who. I got somebody in queue who is irritating me. You know what I'm doing? I'm praying for him. Huh? Well, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not criticizing him. I'm not calling Chad and talking to Chad about it. I'm praying for him. Lord, that their eyes would be open, that they would see. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hey, Spence, we better check a couple words here real quick, okay? What does Mr. Webster say effectual means? What does effectual mean? Effectual is producing an effect or the desired effect or the intended effect, <laughs> right? You want your prayers to have an effect? Huh? Voracious, expressive of facts. Effectual assassin. You're an assassin with God's word. The effectual fervent. What's fervent mean, Spence? The effectual fervent. 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 Yeah, spelled wrong, man. Fervent. F-E-R-V-E-N-T. Fervent. Fervent. Spectral fervent. Oh, hot, boiling, hot in temper, vehement. Ardent, warm, earnest, excited, animated, glowing. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous, righteous man? I mean, not just people who are, uh, people living in sin, doing all kinds of sin. Can, are their prayers effectual? What's a righteous man, Spence? Might be important for us to know that. Because if you don't meet these qualities, you're wasting your time. Righteous means what? Just. According to divine law, applied to person, it denotes one who's holy in heart. Holy in heart. 
an observant of the divine commands and practice, a righteous man applied to things. It denotes co- consonant to the divine will or justice, a righteous act. It is used chiefly in theology and applied to God, to his testimony, and to his saints. So if, you're, if you want your prayers to be effectual, then they must be fervent, heartfelt, right? and effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, not an unrighteous man. Hang on, one more word, avail, avail, avail. Hmm, to profit oneself, to turn to advantage, followed by the proto-towns myself, huh? to assist or, to, or profit, to affect the object or bring to successful issue. That's why I'm telling you, folks, pray the word. Pray the word. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. God's word is the weapon. Oh, Lord, please take care of Timmy, Lord. You know how hard he works at school. Please make sure that the kids in school. That's not, that's not prayer. That's begging. What does God say about Timmy's situation? Says he's the head, not the tail. He's above and not beneath. Father, we're calling Timmy the head, not the tail. He's above and not beneath. And that there's no weapon that's going to form against Timmy that's going to prosper today. And Lord, you are going to bless my marriage. Why? Because you said it wasn't good the man should be alone. Not good. Lord, Father, let your love and your joy and your peace flood into my marriage in Jesus. How many of you pray like that? God doesn't listen to beggars. You're a soldier. You're wielding a weapon. Learn to wield it. We'll learn to wield it. The sword of the Spirit. Isn't that what they call it? Isn't that what they call it? The sword of the Spirit. What is the Spirit? It's the Word of God. It's the sword of the Spirit. It cuts, it divides even the sunder, the soul into the Spirit. The Word of God does. Not, oh Lord, please good, please do this for me. Oh no, Lord, would just help us all to be happy and everybody be safe. Oh Lord. Huh? Read prayer Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Lord, I apply this to my children. They dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and they abide under your shadow, Lord. Huh? There's no evil that's going to befall fall them. There's no plague that's going to come near their dwelling. Pray the word. Pray the word. Boy, I felt that one. Boom. Hit that, that one hit me right in the back. Come on in, Mark. So prayer's a weapon, huh, Coach? Yep. It's vibration, bro. All right. When do you pull a weapon? When do you pull a weapon out? You don't just carry a weapon out. You don't just carry a weapon out winging it around all the time. You're being attacked. That's right. When you pray, you have to have an enemy. It's a weapon. Okay? And when you pray, you wield it just like you said. And you don't just willy-nilly with weapons i mean you got to recognize that prayer is your intercession with god almighty and it's effectual and fervent of a righteous amen. man amen coach <clears throat> so we have to understand that so some say why in the lord answered my prayer well there's why because you're, you're begging you're not praying you're begging so you have to say about that situation what the lord says about that situation do, do you get that Oh, please, Lord, do this for me. Oh, Lord. No. Now, there's nothing wrong with crying and wailing in prayer. But if you're going to shoot the gun, it'd be good to have some bullets in it rather than blanks. 
Right? Now look, look, because I get these emails. Oh, some some people are so holy and righteous. We know it's God that does it. We know it's according to God's will. We get that. We're not, we're not trying to move God to do something. He's already declared what he's going to do. We're just amening it, right? So when I pray boldly the word of God, of course it's according to God's will. Stop it. Stop it. I can't make God do anything. But I can sure align with his will. I can sure say, hey, Lord, remember what you said about this situation, Lord? Huh? Remember, Lord, every time that fear comes upon me, Lord, I remember, Lord, you told me to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, Lord, I will not let that fear get inside me. I'm taking that captive. I'm casting down imaginations. And every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of you, and, Lord, I'm bringing it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's how you pray. Pray the word. You say, Coach, I don't know the word. Oh, duh. <laughs> duh. So why don't you why don't you turn off the internet and sit down and think about whatever the situation is that you're dealing with in your family and go to the Bible and say, Lord, what are the verses that apply to this situation? And write them down and read them as a prayer. Wait a minute, you, you need your pastor to show you how to do that? that you, I'm going to go to Pastor Billy Bob and let him instruct you to do that. Pastor Billy Bob doesn't even know how to do it. You ever heard some of the prayers guys pray in the, in the pulpit? Begging, begging God? Fighting with blanks? Look, I, look I'm not being crit. I, I, that always comes out of me, right? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. We live in the worst Christian leadership in the history of Christianity right now. Because why? Evil men have crept in unaware. Changing truth and got into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. And it's crept into the pulpit. Humanism is lives in the pulpit. Humanism lives in the church. It's mixed with a little bit of Christianity. But most people, when they pray, they pray that their life will be better. Would somebody want to disagree with me with that? Anybody want to disagree with it? That's what we've been taught, see. And that's why our prayers are not effectual. They can be fervent. I can whine and moan and cry and really, really feel it. I can wave that gun around, shoot all the blanks in the air. But they're not getting it done. Because your, your prayer, the word of God, is a sword. It's the weapon. Okay, I don't want to beat this dead horse. You got that, right? You got that? So look, you, you want your life to change? You want your marriage to change? Well, quit speaking death over it. You want your spouse to, uh, you want your spouse to, uh, whatever it would be with your spouse, well, quit speaking death over it. What does the word say about it? How often do you, if you are in a marriage, it's not the best marriage in the world. How often do you, oh my God, boy, I felt that one, Lord. Wow. Hmm. How often do you, what's the word say? The effectual fervent prayer of a right. How often are you fervent in your prayer for your spouse and for your marriage? When you go around complaining, moaning, and groaning, and your whole life's a mess because your marriage is a mess. You don't have to say amen. How many of you are speaking the word over your marriage? How many of you are speaking the word over your your 
non-believing spouse, your arrogant spouse, your hateful spouse, your whatever it would be, how many of you are speaking and praying the word over, over him or her? Because you know why? You will become intimate to whom you pray. You will become intimate with whom you pray. And you will become intimate for whom you pray. If you pray for your spouse, you can't be mean towards him. It changes you. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Man, I got so much I want to get going. I can't get away from this. You know why? Because this is really hitting a nerve. Really hitting a nerve. Can't get away from it. Ray, come on in. Uh, following up on that, Mark, Mark mentioned about waving a gun. Lately, I've been being convicted about my, my prayer stance. If I, I don't remember the last time I got down on my knees and actually prayed fervently for the Lord, truthfully. I'll lay in my bed and pray, or I'll sit in my lazy boy chair and pray. Amen. But, Amen. you know, if, if I'm going to shoot a gun like Mark was is describing, and I'm, I'm laying in my bed versus sitting on my knee in a position where I'm aiming at a target, and I'm giving more reverence to the Lord by doing such an act. Yeah. But, you know, um, a disciplined yeah. thing. There, there's a lot of things involved. You can have all of this and then just miss the target because you're not focused enough. Well, Amen. 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 Pray the word, man. Target your prayers. Believe it. Be fervent with it. Believe it. Believe it. Hey, what is faith? Uh, let's see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things that you can't see yet, right? Are your prayers full of faith or prayer of hope? Full of hope because they're not the same thing. Hope and faith aren't the same thing, folks. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is. See, faith produces an outcome. But to pray faithfully, Joe Allen. Hey, to hey yeah. tell, me, tell me a story, not your life story. I got I got some stuff I got to get to. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, absolutely right, Coach. I looked in for fur rent yesterday when we got the word about my son, Daryl. Mm -hmm. So I look for what to say to my son. And you're absolutely right, fervent. Fervent. So I stayed in Psalms all day yesterday. Amen, Coach. Joe's uh, Joe's uh, son lost a had a miscarriage. Miscarriage. So figuring out how to. I don't mean to embarrass you, Joe. That's what he's dealing with. What do you say? Well, you say you love him, right? And I want to ask yourself: the situations you're dealing with in your family, whether it be your husband, your children, your prodigal child, whatever it is, how often? Do you find yourself speaking negative about that situation as opposed to interceding for it? Just ask yourself that question. How many times during the day do you walk around and worry or say something negative about a situation that you're praying for? Well, folks, fear cancels faith. Fear cancels faith. That's why the Bible says take captive every thought. When that thought comes to me, oh, they're never going to come. They're just going to continue. You have got to cast that down. You got to cast that down and say, that's not what God said. That's not what the word of God said. And be able to repeat what the word of God says about that situation. And if you don't know what the word of God says about that situation, you better find out. 
and continue to slice and dice with that sword. It's a war, baby. It's a war. Laura Ann. Um, I'm reminded of Philippians chapter four, that we're supposed to enter his gates with thanksgiving and prayer, with all supplication and praise. Yep. So whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, that those things which ye have both learned and received, whether and just... And praying the word is so important. So get rid of the pronouns and put in somebody's name. Amen. We're not, we're so conditioned mm-hmm. to using he, she, them, they, and we're and those of us who grew up in a Catholic church. Yes, 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 um, yes. Even though I'm seasoned in not being Catholic, it was ingrained in me that, uh, that the priest is the one who can interpret it yeah. and that the, the Pope is the one who can interpret it yep. and I can't go to God to ask for me because I have to have some, that's why there's, you need somebody else to pray for you because we've been conditioned and brainwashed and groomed to believe that we can't go before Holy God. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, no one comes to the father except through me. So we go, we go there in his power and his strength. So with all prayer and supplication, let us request, let my requests, Laura's requests, coaches request, Betty's, Myra's, Trent's request be made known to God. You know, my daughter Hope, who's you know on this on the spectrum, some the little baby, your your little grandchildren, on behalf of little Davy, right? Yeah, yes. that request be made known. Call my to name. You, you know, call him, call Jesus, him by name. Jesus, call him by name. Jesus named us. God named us. He gave us a name. It's important. His name, Father, is a name. It's 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 important. It, your name is important, not pronouns. So let Father. your remain known to God. So what happens when mm. that, that happens? Because God gives you a promise in Philippians. So that the peace of God, that's the, so that the peace of God, right? Amen. That's beyond all understanding will protect your heart and mind. Because you are known by God. I'm known by God. My hope is known by God. If he says his word is true, that you created each and every one of us and knit us together in, in our mother's wombs. Do you think he not knows our names? Amen. That's all I have to say. So Finally, brothers, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. See, you're going to have to decide in your mind what's true. Are you going to believe the lies of the enemy? Hmm? Are you calling your child lost or saved? When you're praying for your prodigal, are you calling them lost or saved? What are you doing, right? Finally, are you, well, no, wait a minute. Are you praying for their salvation? And then as soon as your prayer's over, go over and confess and doubt. Huh? Just, I, I'm just trying to help you here. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, dudes, think on these things, will you? <laughs> think on these things. And then what? Those things which you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, do! And the God of peace shall be with you. Man, that is so clear, isn't it? Boom. Play. When you come to God in prayer, you must have faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God 
must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, is that a rewarder of everybody, huh? That's something I've had to those... do more in my own prayers is, is start praying with faith. Coach. That's right. Praying, praying what God says about the situation. Not what your doctor said about it. Not what your neighbor said about it. Not what your sister said about it. What does God say about the situation? Pray what he says about it. That's how you renew your mind. Janine, then Myra. And to go along with what you, uh, all, all the scriptures that you guys have been reading, to take the promises in, um, in Psalms 103, verses 17 and 18, it says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him mm. and his righteousness unto children's children. That's wow. your prodigy. And to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do it. You mm. need to do your part too. Amen. Wow, 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 wow. Lord, open our eyes, we would see. Myra. Yes, Coach, thank you. Uh, we have to keep in mind that uh, we're a family of God and um, when one of us needs encouragement or needs to learn new skills, we need to love them into the kingdom. And as we have the harvest coming in, uh, even if they have tattoos, even if they speak it different, we got to love them into the kingdom. And I decree or uh, read Jeremiah 29, 11, 13. It is written, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go, and pray unto, unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I wonder how many people in the queue are praying for Myra. Hmm? Wonder how many are. Wow. Hey, um, pull up big city elections. I'm going to shift gears here. I'm going to shift gears. Gonna show you something just kind of blew my blew my mind there. Jared, it's like there. I didn't number him today, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I saw this on news with you yesterday. <clears throat> this is this is unbelievable, folks. This is unbelievable. This has to do. Remember, Dr. Frank is gonna come and speak to us on Saturday. And it, you know, our 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 thing this weekend is for men only, not Dr. Frank. We'd love for all of you to come. Okay. I want you, I want you to think about just stop right now and think of the largest city near you. Okay, how many people are there? I mean, pick a large city, right? If you're in Wisconsin, think of Milwaukee or Green Bay. Probably Milwaukee is probably the biggest city. If you're in uh, Texas, think of uh, Dallas. Think, think of the largest inner city that you can think of, right? And just ask yourself how easy it would be to cheat in an election in one of those cities. It may not be real easy in your little small town, 
because we're most of us are voting in little small towns, we don't see what's really going on. But this was staggering to me. And we, if, if we better, you understand, don't you folks, that January 6th was about an election, right? That's where everybody went there because the election was stolen. Or we suspected it was. And so that was January 6th, 2021, I believe, right? And what is this? 2024. And there's another election coming up. And have we done anything at all to, except argue back and forth, have we done anything at all to secure our elections? Has your elected official done anything at all to secure elections? And the answer would be no, because can I tell you why? Uh, the incumbents like it the way it is, because incumbents win. We'll say that again. Incumbents win. Republican and Democrat. That's why the Republicans don't care about cheating election, because they're not cared about, they don't care about the President of the United States. They care about them, their job, their seat, their power. Okay? Boom. So that's why, that, that's, why, that's why the Republicans aren't fighting this. Republicans are not fighting this because why it's a, it's a, it's a rigged fixed system. You get elected odds of you staying in there for a while, pretty daggone good. So look at this. This is by Lex green. That's his fake name. I think, I don't know. Maybe not. Look at this. Look at this. Obama won the 2008 presidential election after losing 72% of the counties across America. Think about that a minute. Obama lost three-fourths of the counties and won the presidency. Obama wins election in 2012 after losing 70, almost 80% of the counties. Almost 80% he lost. Trump wins a presidential election by winning 82% of the counties. Trump loses re-election by winning 79% of the counties. Are you guys seeing this? Do you see this? Do you see this? And Biden wins the presidential race after losing 85% of the counties. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In other words, more than 70% of the country voted against both Obama and Biden. 70% of the country. But they still allegedly won. In contrast, 79 to 82% of the country voted for Trump. <laughs> he lost. How, how, does, how does this work, right? So he says, does anyone see any problems here? Anybody see any, right? Scroll on down a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go too long on, on all this because look at this, look at this. To put a fine point, you see a sentence, Jared? Just to, to put a fine point on the matter, Democrats and their voters currently control the entire nation from just 477 of 3,143 counties. Clay, is that, is that a nose knocker or what? Republicans control 3,143 counties and Biden's president. What's going on, friends? What's going on? This is possible due to the U.S. election system, which do indeed include many methods of cheating on part of the Democrats, especially in 2020 under COVID-19 emergency voting methods. All right. See, fatal flaws in the leftist endgame. So we can win, see, we can win. That's why what we're doing with Dr. Frank is so important. So important that we understand the importance of local, local, in-person paper ballots. If we don't do that, folks, they will overwhelm us in the big cities. Okay, scroll on down a little bit. I don't know if there's any more in this article I want to show you. Is that staggering? Huh? 
While 477 counties, I'm sorry, click that off there, Jerry. While 477 counties might be uh, might be able to outvote 2,600 counties across the country, they will have they will have no chance against all 80 percent of the country in the streets. So we have to defend it, folks. We have to we have to defend it. If we don't actively wake up everybody to what's going on, it doesn't matter what happens in your little precinct. They are cheating their butts off in the cities. It's amazing, isn't it? Pull that number up there again, folks, because I want you. To, I want you to. St- I want it to stick in your brain all the way. Go to go to the top. Biden won the election, the presidency, after losing eighty-five percent of the counties across the country. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't even know what to say. That's what we're doing. So we got a we got a crisis coming. Pull up Texas border. Sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, a Republican county, Craig. Yeah, maybe that's right. Huh? How about this? Did you guys know there's, there's a crisis going on? Did you guys know this? That the Supreme Court ruled that the Texas National Guard cannot remove. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me get it right. That the Texas National Guard has to remove barbed wire on the border. Are you kidding? No, there's a 5-4, five, 5-4, four, five, four, uh, of course, Roberts, and I can't remember who the other conservative was, voted it, right? Said Amy, Amy Comey Barrett. Thank you, Amy Comey Barrett. They have to remove the wire from the border. And Greg Abbott previously installed about 30 miles of razor wire, pull it down near Eagle Pass. They sued because they did it, and the Supreme Court said, yep, he got to pull it down. Five to four vote. Five to four vote. They need Conservative to refuse. Conservative Justice Roberts and Barrett both sided with the liberals. This is the ninth time the Supreme Court has sided with the Biden regimen out of 14 emergency applicants. Hey, folks, somebody has got something on somebody on the Supreme Court. Somebody's in somebody's pocket. Okay. So Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Attorney General Ken Paxson on Monday said, screw you. So there's a crisis coming in Texas. This needs to happen, friends, because what we just read, states' rights no longer exist. And Texas is saying, we're guarding the border to our state. Not to the United States. But if they're going to sneak across the border, they ain't doing it in Texas. Right? Somewhere, somewhere down the line, there's some child trafficking in high places that's making a lot of money on that open border, baby. Hmm? Paul's right. Too bad we didn't fight Roe versus Wade when the abomination was real. We should have stood up right then and said, screw you. We will not comply. That doesn't sound very Christian, does it? Hey, folks. If... If Donald Trump, say what you want to about him, if the MAGA movement does not win this election, sayonara, baby, to America. My prediction. Man. My prediction. Yep. Not, this, not that Donald Trump's the holy and righteous candidate. No. But he's leading a movement called MAGA. Jack, come on in, then Randy. 
I got more. Yeah, this thing, this thing in Texas is crazy, crazy huge. Uh, one of the words, listen for one of the words that they talk about. It doesn't come up very often, but it's the original treaty. The state of Texas is saying that the treaty that brought them into the union has been violated. And if you understand that treaty encompassed Texas and parts of five other states, which they have the authority under a broken treaty to take all of them with them as a separate country. And this is, this is back to 1860, boys and girls. We got to be very careful and very awake on this one. Amen. Hey, friends. Amen. Looking at me. The only thing blocking the new world order is Christian America. It's the only thing blocking the implementation of the new world new world order agenda. And the problem, part of the problem is the churches are so compromised, they're incapable of fighting back. In fact, government isn't afraid of the church. Presbyterians, I just saw this Presbyterians just sent a letter. All the Presbyterians signed a letter, sent it to the government. It was on abortion. I don't know what was on. Well, I bet I bet they're shaking in D.C. over those Presbyterians. I bet they're shaking, right? Yeah. Presbyterians criticize me, Brandy, Clay, all of us for standing up and expressing our Christian rights. The media makes fun of us. By the way, the denominations shun us. Amen. Somebody say, amen? Huh? Think, am I making it up? No, because why? Evil men crept in unaware, changed the truth of God into a lie, and they worship and serve people. They worship and serve people. Um, we'll get this great thing coming with Dr. Frank. This event coming up this weekend. Powerful. It's going to be really, really good. Are people going to come? No. Hey! Maybe if I invited Ohio State's quarterback. Well, I bet they'd be standing outside the door, wouldn't they? Hmm? You know I'm telling you the truth. Randy. Coach, right now there, there are so many different avenues of truth. I mean, it's not just in the political realm. It's, it's in everything. Okay, so but, but I think – I really think this, Coach, and I could be wrong – but I think this border issue is a it's forcing the people to see that the state's rights are not prevailing. And, and the point of the Constitution is that the state's rights were supposed to be superior to the federal they were. government. They were. We get we so so how do we get back there? Well, coach, I think a lot of this you keep rolling out on purpose. Now, this is the plan behind the plan. I think this is true, but this is me. They have to keep this this border thing in the in the in the in the spotlight to keep everyone realizing we don't have any states' rights. The government's running everything. So federal government. So how do we get the people in the game? You keep this stuff right in front of them until they finally get off of their butt and say, okay, I'm gonna start doing something taking back government. That is the whole point of all of the exposition here. That is everything that Trump did 
It, what he let this thing run. They they didn't fight this fake election. They let it run. Why? Because coach, the people have to be woke up. You you can't just go fix it and not, or nothing changes. So I think coach the the the, the Supreme Court is being told how to vote. Yes, I do too. I really believe they're they're being told. They're making it look close. It's four to four, and we've got one swing vote. Well, no, it's already done six months ago, Coach. Yep. We are we are following this way behind the time that's really happening. We need to see what's happening. Hey, and, Randy, and I, I don't it, see it all. I'm not trying to say I do, but I think we we are so limited. We just what we see right in front of us, and God is ten steps ahead of everybody. We have to start seeing it from His perspective, Coach. Isn't it isn't it amazing, folks? That when the Supreme Court had the right, the ability to end abortion in America, they kicked it back to the states. Huh? You know why they kicked it back to the states? Because they know those stats we just read from Lex Green. <laughs> they know that if they put it on the ballot, they'll cheat to win. Do you get it? Well, all of a sudden, why did the Supreme Court say, well, that's a states' rights issue? Wow. Let the people vote on it. Let the people vote on killing other people? What? And vote on it? And then you show up in court. You show up in court. And the court is on the side of the government. The court thinks they are the government enforcement arm. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. Steve, uh, I've got to be careful what I said. Someone told me yesterday... That from the bench, from the bench, the judge in Bill Dunphy's case said, I'm paraphrasing, uh, well, isn't that what you Republicans wanted? Can, can, can you believe that a judge would say that in a court of law and get away with it? What a jerk. Huh? Well, that's what you Republicans wanted. Huh? So in other words, he's on the other team. He's on the other team. So we have to pray those kingdoms down, which is what the whole show about yesterday was. was. I, want the, I want the FBI to be righteous. I just want them to be righteous. I just want the FBI to protect the rights of the people. That's all I want. My right to peaceably assemble. Me too. Say it again. If, I, if I say we need to go take back our government and Clay shows up with a gun in D.C., that ain't my fault. Clay's a dummy. <laughs> Stupid. Clay, dummy. They can't, they, they can't apply somebody's behavior to me. If so, then they're all guilty because look what behavior they're promoting. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Okay, look. Oh, I got, I got more. Pull up George Orwell quotes. Uh, you know what I was going to do? I was going to make this a flea flicker. What, what is today, Wednesday? Because I talk all the time. I mean, I, I got feel, feeling kind of guilty this morning sitting up there saying, all I, all I do is tell them what I think. <laughs> Maybe they're tired of it. Huh? Maybe they're not. We'll get to it. So uh, 1984 quotes from George Orwell. How many of you read 1984? It would, do, it would do you well to go read it again, by the way. 1984. I don't know if you know this or not. 1984 is a reversal of 1948. It's when he wrote it, 1948, telling us in 1948 what it was going to be like in 1984, except it's 2024. Same thing. Scroll down there. 
Just scroll down. Let's look at some of his quotes. George Orwell says, it's a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. Outside, even though the shut window pane, the world looked cold. Keep going. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. George Orwell. War is peace. Nearly all children nowadays were horrible. What was worst of all of them was that by means of such organizations as the spies, they were systematically turned into ungovernable little savages. Children are talking about. And yet this produced in them no tendency whatsoever to rebel against the discipline of the party. On the contrary, they endured the government and everything connected with it. And all the ferocity was turned outwards against the enemies of the state, against the foreigners, the traitors, the saboteurs, the thought criminals. It was almost normal for people over 30 to be frightened of their own children. This is George Orwell in 1984 telling us what it was going to look like. He said, we shall meet in the place where there is no darkness. He was a lonely ghost uttering a truth that nobody would ever hear. But so long as he uttered it in some obscure way, the continuity was not broken. It was not by making yourself heard, but by staying sane that you carried on the human heritage. The consequence of every act are included in the act itself. This is profound, friends. I'm not going to read that long one, although it's really good about double think. Orthodoxy means nothing, not needing to think. Orthodoxy is unconsciousness. Orthodoxy meaning, that's if we just do it because that's what it says we're supposed to do. Your worst enemy, he reflected, was your own nervous system. At any moment, the tension inside you was liable to translate itself into some visible symptom. In other words, you had to control. Oh, you wanted to speak, but you didn't. If both the past and the external world exist only in the mind, and if the mind itself is corruptible, then then what? For after all, how do you know that two and two make four? How do you know that only men can have babies or women can have babies? I'm sorry. How do you know that? Or for that, or that the force of gravity works. How do you know that? Or that the past is unchangeable. If both the past and the external world exist only in your mind, if the mind itself is controllable, then what? Perhaps a lunatic was simply a minority of one. If you kept the small rules, you could break the big ones. You only, you're only a rebel from the waist downwards, he told her. If you love someone, you loved him. And when he had nothing else to give, you still gave him love. That sounds like the gospel, doesn't it? Confession is not betrayal. What you say or do doesn't matter. Only feelings matter. If they could make me stop loving you, that would be the real betrayal. The best books are those that they tell you what you already know. (laughs) Doublethink means the power of holding two contradictory beliefs in one's mind simultaneously and accepting both of them. There was truth and there was untruth. And if you clung to the truth, even against the whole world, 
You were crazy. <laughs> sanity is not statistical. You can't measure sanity. Wow, this is profound. In the face of pain, there are no heroes. You're a slow learner, Winston. How can I help it? How can I help but see what is in front of my eyes? Two and two are four. Sometimes, Winston, sometimes they're five. Sometimes they're three. Sometimes they are all of them at once. You must try harder. It is not easy to become sane. Come on in, Roger. Put that in the chat for me. Say, hey, does everybody say this? Coach, this show is unbelievable. You bring up crap. I cannot believe it. So I'm going to go ahead and say that. You don't have to. I already know. Go ahead, Roger. Well, Dave, you were talking about comments from the bench that seem to have come forward. I don't know if I can confirm this 100%. I would need the transcript. But he also said to Pastor Bill, you're a man of the cloth. Why are you participating in J6? Unbelievable. You know, that is politics. <laughs> now, I, as an officer of the court, I always have to be careful what I say. That sounds very influential and important, an officer of the court. Uh-huh. But I do have a little more respect than the average guy, maybe. But imagine. You are to have nothing to do with political things. You're a man of the cloth. Dave, I don't even know what to say. How do you appeal appeal that, Roger? Has he he not heard about the Black Robe Regiment and the Revolution? Has he not heard about uh, Jesus? Let's look at his life in the public sector. Has he not heard of John the Baptist? (laughs) Maybe his public life was... uh, Oh, and then those 12 disciples, I think they all got martyred. How about the whole book of Acts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and I, I mean, it's just hard to fathom this is how far in these situations we have gone. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. It is. So it you is. and I, you and I, who may not be men of the cloth, but we are men of God's word and so forth. Mm. We're just, to re, we're to remain quiet. We should not participate and such yes. things of influencing our culture and influencing our society at the ballot box or in protests or in whatever Martin Luther King did, um, we're not supposed to be doing those things. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And then, folks, here's what's going on. I don't know what happened in in, in Dumphy's case, but here's what, here's what I know is going on. Uh, all of the court, all the judges, well, not all, be careful when you say that, most of the judges are saying, There was no election fraud. It's all been proven there's no election fraud. Now, folks, let me ask you something. What does that have to do with the trial today? They were there on January 6th. They don't know what they knew then. What what, what is wrong with judges? Well, I know what's wrong with them. They got double think. They got 1984 in their head, right? When everybody who went to Washington, D.C. on January 6th, they all went because they thought there was a voter fraud. And the fact that the Republicans buried it and nobody, how can I be guilty today on three years later on doing something I seriously believed on January 6th? And that's what the, the, the judges are throwing this at the people. There wasn't an election fraud. Dude, it's, you're talking about three years later. 
even if I agreed with you. I didn't believe that at the time. I, it's, it's, I, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We're, folks. My question would be was why is that judge going to sit there and say something about Republican and he's not supposed to be political either? Supposed to be unbiased. How's that not an appeal? How's that not an appeal? <laughs> I don't get it. He said, you Republicans. How's that not an appeal? An appeal? How does he know Bill's in the, how does he know the, how does he know he's a Republican? Easy, crime and I'm telling you, it's, they're so blind, see? The God of this age has blinded them. Blinded them. Craig, come on in. Boy, I'm all over on it. I only got four minutes left. Go, Craig. Uh, I think Barack Obama's bio is he was a community organizer. That's yes, where he, he started his career. Communist. So, fake, fake Christian, by the way. Fake Christian. Muslim well, free. Yep. Well, he, he well, went to, probably, you know, a homosexual. probably a homosexual. He went, he went to Reverend Wright. And you know Reverend yep. Wright. Yeah, I mean true. they played they played his thing. Yep. And yep. De and Democrats, Hillary Clinton, and all that they they go and they stand in the pulpit of the Methodist yep. Church. Yep. 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 So why can't you community organize on the Republican side? So no, no. So at what point do you, when you become a Christian, you mean you're not allowed to have a opinion on anything anymore? What well, you can be that? a Democrat Christian. You can be a Democrat Christian. That's right. Yes. That's by the way, by the way, Craig, the very first thing that they mentioned in the Constitution was religion, freedom of religion. <laughs> very first thing they said. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keith, quickly. I'm running out of time. Man of the cloth, you're not supposed to act like a man of the cloth. No, you're not allowed to say anything. No, 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 no. No, no. You've got psychology and psychiatry, and they're wanting to figure out why people believe they are as they are, and they send you to court or send you to the hospital to find out what makes you tick. Yeah, well, what are they doing? Well, hey, 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 Craig, uh, Keith, how about this one? Steve Deck just texted me. Republicans agreed there was no election fraud. Remember that? Republicans agreed. <laughs> Why? Because they all benefit from the system. They all benefit from it. And that's why. Well, anyway. Yeah, sodomite witches, warlocks, shamans. That's, that's who they are. The government's, there's already been a coup. The devil's taken over the government. He stole it from God. <laughs> Come on, Bernie, quick. Yeah, I just say if you can't talk about politics, I guess you have to take Kings and Chronicles out of the Bible. Well, Bernie, all they got to do is say it's yeah. political and you shut up. Homosexuality, that's political. Can't talk about that. Divorce, oh, that's political. On. Can't talk about that, right? Um, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a, that was just a quick comment. Yeah. I got more to say. I'll talk to you after the show. Go ahead. You keep going. You're okay. You got a minute. Oh, 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 I was talking about, oh, custody, custody of the ballots. Anything that's, that's any software that we don't have custody of to examine and change. We don't have custody of, of our election data. Okay. It's all, it's all controlled because we can't get in there. And, and take it apart and see how it works. And, well, you know, not sure only that, Bernie, the House correctly. committee burned evidence. They destroyed the evidence. The oh. boy, oh boy, huh? you make sure you pay your taxes yeah. on time, yeah. buddy. <laughs> uh -huh. oh. Oh. God help us, huh? Okay, thank you. Uh, Jack, real quick, go, Jack. Yeah, the, what we talk about all the time, Coach, with the words and words, the ad nauseum, we yep. talk about one nation under God, but then we call it a union, the union. Which is it? You can't be both. 
It's a union of sovereign states. Nobody understands the Tenth Amendment. We're all just going in circles. I'm just crap. The wrong words all the time. Wake up, folks. <laughs> Wake up, folks. Wake up, folks. Wake up, folks. I'm gonna say this, and I, I gotta, I gotta run. Oh, man, I'm out. I'm out of time. Maybe the Lord didn't want me to say it. Right. See you tomorrow. God bless you.